You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we speak to Mel Hill. And she wants to tell us that it's the small challenges and goals that build our confidence and our inner strength, and that running is full of these things. So enjoy. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, I am excited to welcome Mel Hill, someone I've known for ages in my running world. Uh, Mel is a very special person with a special family. So welcome aboard, Mel. It's lovely to have you here. Thanks, Michelle. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to it all day. I'm like, yes, I can get to talk to Mel today and uh, it's going to be fun. So let's start with, where did you grow up, Mel? Georgetown. Oh, there you go. I did not know yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. So um, when you were a kid in Georgetown, what, was, what did your activities look like outside of school what sort of things did you do horse riding and um, competing so uh, dressage and show jumping cross country um, so they were the one day events and uh, we also did the show circuit so Launceston show and Scottsdale and Longford and so on Bernie and um, yes it was very rewarding and um, a very a sport where you um, had a lot of commitments um, because yeah. it wasn't only yourself, it was your horse and um, big routines, very early morning start. I was thinking and, that really early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So how long did you do horse, you know, competing with horses as a child? I got my first pony, Bobby, when yeah. I was eight. Yeah, and then I uh, went to pony club and just competed, and used to do trail rides and just a whole range of um, you know the horsey experiences, oh, right up until I was twenty one. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that about you. See, this is what's yes. really cool about this. Everyone should have a podcast. They get to know their friends even better. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so yeah. at school. Did you um did you do much, you know, running? <laughs> Didn't you get into that much at school? I always participated. Um, yeah. I was someone. My mum was very big on sport. My mum was a school teacher. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so and um, very uh, it was very important that we took part and tried, yeah. like had a go at everything. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to do, I went to a Catholic school, mm -hmm. uh, didn't have to do weekend sports because we competed um, in the, the pony club. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't play school netball or softball. Yeah. Um, had a go at it in PE and running. Um, I always enjoyed running, but I had one year in grade seven where I really looked forward to the cross country but every other year I just walked it with my friends pretty much. Okay. But one year I had a go, grade seven, started high school, 
Yeah. So why, why do you think you chose that? That's an interesting thing for you to um, remember. I, I've always had an up and down weight issue as much yeah. as I've always been really active. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my family have had the same issue and we've all been very big right into this, like very big into sports, yeah. but still sort of on the larger side and I just found it hard, but um, I lost a lot of weight between grade six and grade seven. Yeah. And yeah, and I just, grade seven, I just found running um, really easy. That's awesome. Yeah. It, and I suppose the horsey stuff though for the rest of high school sort of took over your your um, sporty side from what you Yes, said. yeah. And sometimes um, like when we went to a one-day event or a three or the three-day mm -hmm. events, um, with the cross country, um, mm. sometimes I took two horses. So I competed with two horses. So it meant that I was doing two lots of dressage, two lots of cross country and oh, two wow. lots of show jumping. And depending on the level of my horse, what grade I was competing in, um, sometimes I'd have to be quite back quite quickly because from the cross, walking the cross country course, because mm. we all walk the cross country course, to because say C grade might have you know might be starting and like B and A grade start afterwards yeah and so um yeah and I'd be doing the dressage on my first horse and then I'd have to wait until that finished and then I'd do my dressage on the second horse so then I couldn't walk say the C grade cross country until after I'd finished Wow. Yeah, so it was all, it could be quite um, very rush, rush, and yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because huh. yeah. um, I had um, a little bit of horses in my childhood as well, but uh, and a tiny bit of pony club, but I really don't like being told what to do very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I found that um, that was happening a bit too much in pony club, but I did enjoy it, um, but did grow up also with horses, uh, but was, yeah. Yeah. I didn't compete so much, but I really did. I loved it. It was awesome. So I what understand that childhood. Yeah. Uh, what pony club did you go to? King Island Pony Club. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long way if you wanted to bring yeah. your horses to the mainland yeah. or to Tassie. Uh, I don't I shouldn't. Maybe that did happen. I don't know. But anyway, I never got to that kind of level where you would go visit another pony club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. Um, all right, so you're at school. You finish year ten, I guess, in in yes, Georgetown. And and what yes. did you do after that? I went to college in town. Yeah, yeah. and then um, after college, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, but um, decided to get a job at a horse stable and like um, a horse stud and racing stable, so combined oh, wow. at a carry. Yeah. Wow. So did you move into town? Um, or were you travelling? No, I lived out. Um, I lived out at Carrick. I moved to Carrick oh. because it was early starts. It was yeah, 5.30, 5.30 starts in the morning. Yeah. So you yeah. you um, looked after the, helped look after the horses and did the training of you know, the horses, like um, taking them out for rides and things early in the yeah. morning, that sort of thing? Yeah. So... Um, yeah. That was where I got back into a little bit of running. Yeah. Um, so running's always been a means to an end for me in different mm -hmm. parts of my life. So for different reasons, 
I ran, like I've ran. Um, so I needed to be a certain weight to even do track work. Yeah. And um, because it's quite fast and taxing mm -hmm. on the horses. And I also used to ride the young horses. So the mm -hmm. green horses that had just been broken in. Mm -hmm. um, that was my job. I'd, you know, start them off. And so I used to run and I used to actually run from the Carrick, the racing stables at Armadale Carrick out to the Bishopsburn um, underpass. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I think it was about 4.8K. And I used to um, do that every second day. And that was just to keep my weight in check. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So how, how long did you do that for? How long were you out with the horses that and carry? Um, only about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you yeah. move on to next? Hobart. Oh, God, were you into Hobart? Yes. Oh, I didn't yes. know that either. <laughs> yeah. What did you do in Hobart? Um, so I moved down there to be with my partner. Yeah. And um, got a job down there. And, yeah, so and started to enjoy Hobart life. Wow. So... so when did you come back up to Launceston? How long have you been? Um, so I've been back in Launceston since 2001. Okay, so a little yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where did you, where did running become more a part of your life as an adult? So as I was saying before, like um, running was a means to an end mm -hmm. for me and um, not that long after I moved to Hobart, my mum passed away, okay. which I was really, really close to. Yeah. Um, and she was my best friend. Mm -hmm. um, got very lost um, after that and mm -hmm. uh, struggled, struggled um, socially and yeah. with work and just a whole range of things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, brought on a lot of a few different um issues that I've had to overcome yeah and um yeah so about six months after my mum passed away I had to go to my doctor about mm. something else nothing yeah. related to that uh he could tell that there was um you know huge things happening and yeah. anyway um he said to me that um Running was a way um, that was a um, coping tool or could be a coping tool um, to deal with some of the things. I couldn't sleep, um, had anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, very got very nervous about um, really simple things. So a lot of things um, that are going on in your mind, basically, yeah. that a way to cope yeah. with some of those. Yeah, mm. and... Um, just had some like and just like my mind was sort of overworking and I'd leave to go to work and I'd think oh did I turn the stove off and I hadn't even used the stove mm -hmm. and things like that and um quite teary and yeah thing, yeah just those, those sort of things yeah um, things we all you know different seasons in our lives you know mm -hmm. most people go through some some things like that so it's really awesome that your doctor was so uh, observant and yes aggressive to suggest yeah. that I think well he did suggest um medication and I'm yeah. a very black and white person and I just said no yeah. 
<laughs> I said, because the problem will never go away. So it was yeah. like, no. And yeah. so then, um, yeah, and we we're talking about exercise and yeah. things like that. And he said, um, do you like to run? Because it can, you know, it's something that can exhaust you and it can challenge you. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I have done in the past. I haven't done for a long time. And so I started going with my dog along the beach because I lived at Cremorne, yeah. which was um, like a little beachy place in Hobart. And, yeah, so I'd run 50 metres at a time, throw the stick, awesome. and the dog would chase it. I'd run to the dog, pick it up and throw it again. And, yeah, my running just went from there. That's so cool, Mel. And, How old were yes. you then? Um, about, oh, about 22 and a half. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, about 22. About 22, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, but the funny thing was that um, eventually, it wasn't that long after, um, I ended up, you know, I got into the ultra running and I um, ended up being asked to do the Three Peaks race. And my doctor was actually a sailor in the Three Peaks race. So, yeah, it was sort of like that's a bit amazing. of a round circle thing. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So did you feel that the running helped relieve some of the pressure you were finding in your mind or some of those symptoms you were getting from all the things that have been going on in your life? Did you find that the running did relieve some of that for you? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um I definitely got some peace when I was mm-hmm. running. Um, like um, still had sort of like a bit of a thought process. Of, I need to run to this point because of this or I need to run to there and then to there. Um, so it was also good in the way that it was pushing, you know, I was just pushing myself further. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, it was very did- important. How do you, can you remember back then how you kept going? Because sometimes, especially if you haven't done it for a while and it hurts and it's like it's introducing anything new, well, it's not, not even that it was necessarily new, but that to keep going um, after, you know, when it gets uncomfortable and it's no more, it's not sort of novel anymore in your life. Um, sometimes it's that pushing it, pushing through that being making it a consistent part of your everyday life. Can you remember, you know, this what you used to say to yourself to make this make you do it each day or each whenever you were doing it? Oh, um, yeah, it was it was it really weird. Yeah, like weird thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, no, I was. It was like oh, better, you felt better. You knew you were going to feel better if you did it, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Well, amazing. in the early days, like as I said, I'd run 50 metres, throw yeah. the stick. And then I got to the point where when I went to pick up the stick, I'd keep running. I'd pick it up and keep running. And um, and it just went from there. And the beach was 4K, so it was 2K along, 2K back. Yeah. And eventually I could do um, the whole thing. But I did... I wasn't going to share this, but I will. Um, So in the initial beginning, like with that, you know, to keep myself going and push myself a bit further each time, I sort of thought, oh, 
you know, if I do this and achieve this, I might have a sign from my mum. So, you know, like that, those sort of, I guess, um, yeah, those sort of thoughts yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's very weird, like, you know, it's no, a very weird thought process, but that's just how things were and they were like that for quite a long time and yeah. probably changed, um, probably those thoughts probably changed after the first year I did the Three Peaks hmm. race. Okay. Um, yeah, so that w- was that was quite a um, thought process for me for probably two or three years. Hmm. Yeah. I know, I think someone, I, I can't remember who it was, someone I've spoken to on the podcast has talked about, um, you know, speaking to their, uh, to either people who've passed away or people who aren't, you know, with them during the race or something that they were going through, and, but speaking to them in their mind and, and finding that really useful as well. So, you know, yeah. I think yeah. we all do these things and um, who, who's to say what effect it is or, or what, it, what that means in our lives, only us as individuals. So I think it can be really powerful if you let it. So yes. that's really awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing it. That's okay. So, so when did you... So you've been running, I guess, then you said since um, you were about 22. Like, have you been running pretty consistently since then, you know, give or take injuries and other things that happen to us, like children? (laughs) Um, I ran to 2005. Okay. Um, So I ran from 96 to 2005. And then I had until... 2013 off oh that's yeah. a long time I didn't realize that yeah. either yeah so was that just you were doing other things life got busy and running um, took a back step yeah yeah uh, injury mm-hmm. um yeah so um an injury initially mm-hmm. and then um during that time I sort of was more social um, hanging out with friends, yeah. uh, uni, and um, yeah, and then had children. So um, yeah. So what did you do at uni? Teaching, education. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. there's a bit of study to do there. So I guess that <laughs> kept you pretty busy, from what you said. Did you do anything yeah. um, to keep up? You know, your exercise while you were studying. Um, no, and I put on quite a bit of weight. Okay. And uh, John and myself got married um, in 2008. Mm-hmm. And so the end, of, I finished uni at the end of 2007. And as usual, I leave things to the last minute <laughs> and went to get a wedding dress. And the one I wanted wasn't in my size and I couldn't order it because I hadn't given that three and a half months. Yeah, for them to mm-hmm. be made. And so, yeah, I desperately wanted that particular dress. So I decided to get it and lose um, just under 30 kilos in the process. Wow. So I fit into it. And um, I lost that in um, just over two and a half months. Gosh. Yeah. 
That's amazing. So, what did you do? <laughs> um, walked. Um, yeah. and I brought myself a spin bike. Yeah. And and walked. So okay. um, I was uh, initially I was quite heavy and struggled to run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I uh, just walked and um at a fast pace and walked for quite a few hours morning and night before uni and after uni wow. and yeah that's awesome because you were just determined this was your dress and this is the one you wanted yes and the lady at the wedding shop was um dumbfounded um when I went back to pick it up because I had to go in for this like size fitting yeah. like just yeah. to see how it was going and went in so I went in at various times leading up to the wedding and then um a week and a bit just over a week before the wedding I went in and um she said oh we'll leave it here because um there might need to be some adjustments and I went in on the Thursday um and we were getting married on the Saturday and she actually had to take it in a tiny bit um just around the bust area yeah, yeah. wow so um yeah <laughs> that's amazing it seems to me that if you if you have a goal like even the fact that you've done ultras and things if you have a goal you just work out and you really want that goal you just work out how you have to get it and off you go you're very goal-driven yeah. themes yes oh definitely goal-driven yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing so then you started having children how did that like how did you so you got into running back into running was it after the children uh, after Mason. Yep, after Mason. Yep. So you have two children, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> yes, two beautiful boys. <laughs> <laughs> they are lovely. So you got back into running. What made you do that? What, what made you get back into running again? So Mason um, was only three months old. Mm -hmm. And um, so I had a back injury um, in 2005. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I stopped everything because okay. yeah. I was doing triathlons then and I couldn't ride my bike. Um, yeah. So that meant I couldn't do triathlons. So I'm a bit of, I used to be, I'm not now, but I've got my mind sort of changed as I've got older, but I used to be all or nothing. Yeah. And because I couldn't do triathlon, I chose to do nothing. <laughs> and um, yeah. And um, so anyway, um, I bent down with Mason, holding on to Mason when he was about three months old. And because I didn't bend from my knees and because I had him on my chest, um, my back just locked up. And I just, I've got a very um, tiny narrowing um, mm -hmm. in my L4, between my L4 and L5. And so I have to be very careful the way I move and bend. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I bent down and like my back locked up and that was just, it was awful. And um, yeah, the nature of my injury, I was always told um, that I needed to keep my weight at a manageable level for my back to deal with and yeah. um, keep my work on my core strength like mm -hmm. constantly and didn't do that. And I was 104 kilos. So, oh, um Wow. Yeah, so I, I, it was scary, like yeah. when it happened, like um, when it happened, and I decided that I had 
two young children and I needed to be able to do all these different things mm. with ease. And mm. yeah, so um, I just started back at Jump Fit. I started to Jump Fitness with a friend. Yeah. And um, yeah, gradually improved, um, lost some weight and just improved my core strength. And then I decided I want to run again. So mm -hmm. yeah. And here yeah. you are running it. You've yeah. done some triathlons as well since that period. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So back doing triathlon. Oh, yeah. Back doing triathlons. Yeah. 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 So that means you've been back at running for how long in this period? Um, roughly. Eight years. <laughs> roughly. Eight, eight years. Wow. So that is yeah. this is this the longest time you've consistently ran for, do you think? No, no, close, yeah, close, close. Um, yeah, yeah. so two thousand um, from ninety six to two thousand and five. Yeah, and so that's nine years. Yeah, so yeah. about the same. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we can ask this question, which I usually ask a little bit later, which is sense to happen in the flow. But do you think you'll? Well, where? How long do you think you'll run for? Like now? As long as I possibly can. And um, yeah, it's a big part of like our family life. Mm. So I really want to keep my health in check. So the because I run with Seth at the moment, yeah. And I take Mace, I take them separately. So Seth and I um, go running, and then I'll take Mason for his walk run. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, um, as long as I can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That yeah. is good. It's it's interesting to hear your story because you have these, you know, the ups and downs with the injury and all sorts of other things have, uh, have stopped and started for you. But um, knowing your family and seeing that they're, um, they're all very mobile and I think what you're showing them as well, the both of you, because um, I know Jono gets out and does a little bit as well. It's, um, it's really, it's awesome because you're showing the kids that this is a way that they can live their life in a healthy way. So it's fantastic. Yeah. And that, that moving, and they're obviously all enjoying it, not to mention doing it as a family too, which is fantastic. So yeah. now tell me what kind of running do you like to do the best? Do you like um, trail running or road running or what's your favourite? Well, initially, so um, back in my Hobart days, mm -hmm. um, I used to, a family friend, when once I started running and I was running with the dog and um, said I should come along to the Hash House Harriers. Okay. And that was a wonderful group. They were so funny and friendly and um, with a trail would be set and it would be across between chalk and flower. Mm -hmm. And the way that they set the trail um it didn't matter if you're a three minute k runner or a 10 12 minute k walker um it, the trail kept everyone pretty much together and um so that was um wonderful but in the winter we used to run from pubs and so it would be road runs and in the summer it'd be bush yeah. um really nice bush runs and i love the trail running mm -hmm. but i had a pretty um nasty accident mm. and I got a bit nervous but then I still um, did a lot of trail running for probably three years and then 
I just found, yeah, I just had to concentrate so much and I probably didn't enjoy it as, okay. as much. And I didn't run freely, like, you know, yeah. you just run along the trails carefree and um, chat, chat, chat. But, yeah, it sort of changed a little bit. Yeah. So um, these days road running, but in yep. the past definitely trail running. Okay. Used to run the pipeline track um, yeah. up the back of yeah. Mount Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, can you think of a, or recount a favorite, you know, just an amazing experience that you've had running, you know, where you just went, wow, this is awesome. Everything in life is that it's right in its right place. And, you know, it just everything fell in place and you felt it doesn't have to be a race. It can be a race or, or it could just be a training run. Can you recount an experience like that? I think um, emotionally, um, the first year I did the three peaks and um, running across the top of Mount Graham mm-hmm. um, in the dark and the mist and um, it was such a surreal experience and just thinking um, because it was always a big family affair down there at Easter with my parent, like my whole family, yeah. um, watching the three peaks for many years. And so I think just doing that and, um, yeah, just having that feeling of, like, family all around, that was that was probably um, emotionally an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, like, satisfaction, um, oh, there's a, just a lot of races that I've done that, yeah, um, yeah, personal satisfaction. Maybe um, my first triathlon, mm-hmm. I lined up at the start. Um, it was a very, very choppy um, swim down South Arm in Hobart. Yeah. Um, really, really rough. The bike course was really hilly. And, um, yeah, the run was um, a pretty cruisy run. And, um yeah, I just had an amazing race and was so nervous about the whole thing, but actually won it. So oh wow, it was, that was your it first was one. Like, yeah, and it was That's just um, I think that was um, personal satisfaction. Um, yeah, and that was, I guess, due to some like due to comments that were made and yeah, um, prior, you know, to me, um, sort of doing my first race so yeah yeah so awesome. I had a bit of satisfaction there yeah oh that sounds amazing oh so now tell me what sort of things now are you thinking about when you're running you don't have to go into detail unless you want to but what kind of things do you think about when you're out running um not a, not a lot mm-hmm. um Basically, um, you know, I'm also telling myself, um, yeah, I'm not going to look at my watch today. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to run around Heritage Forest or I'm going to be run up the gorge and actually just enjoy the fact that, like, I've got the time to be out running mm-hmm. um, or, you know, the ability, like, to still be 
running at the moment because I've got a couple of injuries happening, yeah. but I yeah. can still I'm managing them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's that the, kind of space to be to just be in what and to be happy doing what you're doing rather than sort of managing other things going on in your mind at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really um, think about a lot other than, um, yeah, oh, you know, am I going to go this way now or am I going to go that way? <laughs> Not getting um, lost. <laughs> yeah. Do I want a challenge or, um, yeah, do I want to just take it easy? Yeah. Do you, do you listen to things when you're running? No, I never, I've never listened to music. Mm -hmm. Well, I listen, listen to music at home or in the car, but yeah. um, not when I'm running. It's more, I think initially years ago, it was my time for a bit of peace. Yeah. And yeah, just to, you know, have a bit of peace. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So you've already said that you run with the kids. Do you run by yourself very much? Um, twi about twice a week at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I and run with Seth once a week mm -hmm. and take Mason a few times during the week. Yeah. Um, we have a 1.5K course that we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I try and go out twice a week by myself. Okay. Yeah. So um, when you're thinking today is not a great day for going running because I don't know the weather's not good I'm in a bad mood I'm too busy whatever um how do you get yourself out the door when you you know there's a run you know you've got to run in your schedule for whatever whatever reason how do you make yourself get up and go um just realizing that life's really busy so mm -hmm. I've got set days and times that I can run mm -hmm. and if I miss that run I've missed that opportunity mm -hmm. um whereas you know before children came along yeah and oh even when they were younger it was easier but now that I have after school sport um most nights and I take triathlon training of a Tuesday night for the kids mm -hmm. And yeah, so there's a bit of a flow on effect through the week. And if I miss a run, because I'm only doing the three, um, two by myself and one with Seth, I means if I want to catch up on that run, I need to miss Pilates. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a bit of Pilates at the moment. So yeah, or unless I go out really late at night or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. And I think um, it just comes with time, I guess, um, that there's been times in my life where, you know, you do miss a run because you can't be bothered or you've mm -hmm. had a busy day at work. Um, but then you'll get an injury and mm -hmm. all you want to do is run and you think, oh, I wish I could run. Oh, yeah. And so I, I think I take... I take the runs when I can. Yeah, because when um, you do, if you miss a couple in a row or if you, you know, then injury is more likely to come because you haven't kept yeah. up. Hmm. Yeah. Is that what you find? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess I definitely do. And because I'm not running every day now, um, when it is a run day, I run. Yeah. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's funny, isn't it, how we, yeah. we get to that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you still very goal-focused? Yeah. Like you have this, you have a, a goal, like a, a race or an event or something that you want to achieve, or are you just ticking over at the moment, keeping yourself fit? Um, just ticking over. I've probably had 12 months where um, I've appreciated other things in life, mm-hmm. but I did say to myself a year ago that um, I never not want to be able to comfortably, um, right when I say comfortably, as in myself, mm-hmm. not pace-wise, but just comfortably be able to run 5K. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to always keep that consistent 5k for like as long as I can not saying that I don't go out for more someday like sometimes I do Um, but generally if I think oh gee I haven't got much time I'll yeah make sure I do that 5k yeah 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 Yeah. understand that so you've talked about injury and I know that you've had a few injuries on and off how do you deal with that when it comes to you know you definitely a runner I assume you call yourself a runner how do you deal with it when you have injuries when it comes to your identity what what goes on for you when you can't run? um I do have a new name so yes I do I am a runner but um the last 12 months um I've got this little running joke with a friend at work and so I do call myself the plotter now um yeah so happily plodding along um but yeah um just That's getting awesome. it done yeah. yeah um so I've pushed through um a lot of different a lot of injuries um over the years and I feel like at times it's been my downfall um yeah it's because just, you didn't because you didn't stop when it was an injury yeah when mm-hmm. you know if I'd stopped when I needed to stop um mm-hmm. it's just a men- it's just it's definitely a mental challenge um when you are you whether you're just used to running once a week or six days a week um when you can't do it it's mentally it's just so challenging mm-hmm. um yeah but now um you know you live and learn and mm-hmm. now I look at it when I get an injury it's just for a period of time it's not, yeah. you know, if you, um, you know, look after yourself and seek treatment and advice and take on board advice, um, yeah, it's generally only for a period of time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and also it can lead to other things. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're injured, uh, I got back into triathlon um, through a hamstring um, tear wow. and I kept running and running long distances with a hamstring tear and yeah in the end I just couldn't run anymore and got told probably basically just swim mm-hmm. and use a pool boy so don't kick mm-hmm. and anyway so that went on for quite a few months but then because I was swimming, I got back into triathlons. <laughs> so so through injury and through rehabilitation and, um, you know, taking on other exercises, 
I got back into a sport that I was very um, passionate about. So, yeah. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I think that's a great way to get back into triathlon. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I do get very disappointed and um, lack motivation um, if I can't run. Mm. So, yeah. 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 That all or nothing, isn't it? That you were saying before. Yeah. So tell me, Mel, if you think about it, how do you think running has improved your life the most? What's the, what do you think in your life is much, much better because you run? My outlook on life and appreciation, Mm -hmm. um, appreciation for lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess because we all in some way or another set goals and challenge ourselves with our running um it spills over into um you know our work and our education um just our purpose mm-hmm. um you know purpose the what you know what we want to do on a whole um with life you know with our life mm-hmm. um and I think it's helped me heaps with the boys, like um, the kids. Uh Yeah, um, just realising that, you know, they're very different. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, we can all achieve things together. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. What about some of the people you've met through running? Um, I've met some lovely people, including you. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> uh, the, the running community in general is, um, oh, they're just very caring and I think, you know, very welcoming and sharing, like, um, you know, sharing of ideas and um, even, um, you know, if someone's injured, just, helping um supporting Mm -hmm. um yeah like yeah yeah we did i know when you said um you started running in hobart and you found you know you went with the harriers and you said what a lovely group of people they were as well um you know so i I think there is something in that um i don't know if it's it must be in most sports i suppose i sound really parochial if i say it's definitely, you know, more in running groups than in other groups. But uh, you often hear, you know, people say they go off running um, together with people, with other people, obviously. And that, that ability to have a chat while you're running, you know, as opposed to say swimming is a bit more challenging. I, I will say cyclists seem to chat a lot. There seems to be a lot of chatting in the when they're cycling past on the road. <laughs> so yeah. Have you noticed that when you're... Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, cycling training yeah. I think um, I think the biggest thing I've taken from running and all the different groups that I've ran with and even um, competing in races and just you know various um, training groups um, you know whether it be actual um, social training groups or mm-hmm. you know track you're doing track work like you know, that sort of more focused training groups, 
everyone's got their own goals and they're working towards achieving them or um, developing something within them themselves and not like I find in running people aren't really competing against each other there's not mm -hmm. that um yeah try, I can't think of the it's words, a, but, so that there are there are their motivations tend to be more internal so that they're, they're, they're competing against themselves, as you said, like they're trying to yeah. get their own internal yeah. things going on rather than competing against the person who's training next to them or who's next to them. Yes. So it makes yeah. it more conducive to a friendly <laughs> environment. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just a more welcoming, friendly environment. Um, there's a lot of other sports out there where, um, and especially team sports, mm. you know, they're very, you know, that's what team sports are all about. They're very driven to be, you know, the highest on the ladder, as, mm -hmm. you know, so to speak. And, um, yeah, so I you know, just definitely think that um, running is just one of those sports where you fit in and... Um, and all the different levels. Every, everyone, yeah, everyone's mm. got their place um yeah which is lovely like you don't have to be you know super fast or anything as well like you can just um fit in and and find yeah. a slot as you said and there'll be other people who are doing the same as you rather than just you know everybody up at the top of it of the tree so to speak yes <laughs> lots of analogies today uh, so is there anything that you wanted to talk about in regards to running that we haven't touched on? Oh, did you hear me? You froze. I didn't quite get that last bit. <laughs> is there, is no. there anything that we, um, that we didn't talk about in regards to running that you wanted to share? Um, no, not really. Um, other than... Um, so, um, yeah, no, not really. Um, yeah. I think we've, we've yeah. encouraged lots of people that running is a good sport to take up if they don't do it already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got um, a couple of things um, just for new people. Oh, yeah. Some tips. Maybe. Yeah. We'd love um, some tips. Yeah. So, um you know, if you can make your way out the door, that's like the biggest, that's the biggest step. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just making your way out the door or, you know, getting in your car to drive to a particular spot, mm -hmm. that's like, you know, that's a big, you know, it's a big step. Um, finding an enjoyable, safe place to run. Mm -hmm. um, set yourself small challenges because um, it's a small challenges and goals that build your confidence and inner strength mm -hmm. and everything just is a flow and effect from there. Mm. It's amazing what can happen from just setting yourself really, really small goals. Yeah. So um, for anyone that's a real beginner out there, um, yeah, there's um, lots of things you can do to um 
build yourself up to get into um, a running routine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So where would you suggest they go to look for a running routine, for example? You got any suggestions um, that? Well, when I started back, mm-hmm. when I was 104 kilos, yeah. um, I used to go down to Hobbler's Bridge mm-hmm. and there's a little running loop um, uh, like down it's a little bush track little gravel towards the sort of river side of it yeah yeah and um it's the inner track is like 500 meters Mm -hmm. and the outer track i can't remember i think it was like one 1.7 okay not quite sure but um i used to run around there because i used to walk from home down to there and then i'd walk run um because this was when I was first starting back yeah and I'd walk um I'd run for 30 seconds and I'd walk for a minute mm-hmm. so I used to do that's how I started back running um and then just build up from there but that was it was safe because it was close to home um it wasn't too bushy like it yeah. wasn't too trialy but it was um yeah it was a nice spot and I didn't actually want people to see me. So, yeah. Um, But there's lots of nice, you know, if you want to go in flat areas, you've got Heritage Mm -hmm. Forest. There's lots of little loops that you can do. Um, There's a wetlands track down the East Tamer. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want something a bit hilly up through the gorge or Trevallon, um, Mm -hmm. you know, even the parking at the Hoo Hut and, there's a little loop that you can yeah. do, a um, little trail loop, um, which breaks up the walking and running. Yeah. yeah. So no um, matter where people live, there's there's a place where they can go and run yeah. and feel comfortable, whether it's because, yeah. you know, lot, not lots of people can see them or, you know, it's a, and it's a safe environment or whatever. So they yeah. can um, start running in a way that they're comfortable to do so, I suppose. That's what you're saying. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, and, you know, not as confronting as, you know, running along the footpath yep. along Elfin Road because yeah. um, that wasn't appealing when I first started back running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah totally understand yeah. that. And, and those thoughts yeah. that are in our minds can play havoc, really. They can, um, yeah. they can stop you. So if you know that might stop you. Uh, as Mel's saying, um, go and choose a path somewhere where that won't stop you. Like it can't be an excuse for you not to get out and do something um, because you've taken it away yeah. as an excuse. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And I do, and I do have a favourite quote. Oh yes. Um, for those that um, have run in the past. Um, mm-hmm and I've had a lot, a lot of time off and um, maybe getting back into the sport, say a bit overweight, mm-hmm. um, which can be quite a challenge to start off with. Um, and anyway, the quote is, I've done it before so I can do it again. And for me, um, the way my mind works is like self-belief. I have like a draw on that um previous experience and like so I do have that much as there's I can't do this or the self-doubt 
um, because of my, say, current fitness, I do have that, um, like, self-belief that, you know, if you've done something in the past, unless, you know, you've had a serious injury or, you mm -hmm. know, a serious health condition that, you know, complete, completely stops you from, say, running again, um, you know, you can build on your experiences and, um, you know, your mental strength, um, yeah, yeah to actually that. get back mm. and, um, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I love it. If you've done it before, you can do it again, basically. Yeah. yeah. From Mel. <laughs> it's yeah. a great quote. I love it. <laughs> you I combi think... Combine it with the Nike quote of just do it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Um, I do think people need to be kind to themselves. And um, like when they think, oh, I used to run this pace or I used to run this yeah. distance, um, circumstances change and um yeah you know, I believe that even if you're out there doing a little bit mm -hmm. um you know don't be jaded by that because you're still achieving mm -hmm. yeah that's true yeah. I love it yeah. yeah so um I guess uh, what is that make sure that what you're doing is also counting in your head that you're not just um you know discounting it don't discount yes. what you're actually doing yes um, because you're already doing better than if you were just sitting at home on the couch. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. That's what I think. Yeah. Every, every moment moving is, um, is a gift to yourself as well. So I love it. All right, Mel. Well, it's been amazing to talk to you. Do stay on because we'll have, I'll say goodbye to you off the recording as well. But I did want to say a big thank you for us, uh, from all of us, for you sharing your wisdom because it has been awesome to talk to you and learn a bit more about you and your running story. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Michelle. I will talk to you in a minute. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.